an early look at the top 2025 NHL draft prospects coming up on today's episode of Locked On NHL Prospects. You are Locked On NHL Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to Locked On NHL Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. On this podcast, we break down everything prospects rated for you five days a week, Monday to Friday. I'm Hattie Kalakesh, joined by Sebastian High, and on today's show, we'll be breaking down the top prospects from the 2025 NHL draft. It's way too early for rankings, so we'll just talk about the names themselves, the type of players that we've that we've scouted this year among this 2025 class. We'll start off with the big names. There are four big names, I say, that's, that have separated themselves from the pack um and james hagens michael misa logan hensler and porter martoni we'll talk about their games uh there are a couple of really good defensemen in this class as well um we'll get into some more names as well we've got luka radovojevic uh, roger mcqueen Caleb denoyer cole mckinney coming up in our second segment then in our third we'll focus on some uh swedes there are four swedes that look pretty interesting for the 2025 class uh which is a good change uh from from this year uh, the 2024 class is a bit weaker on Swedes, so uh, we're excited to kind of break that down as well. But before we get into any of that, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. So visit, uh, visit FanDuel.com slash on to get started. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like and subscribe. Leave us a comment letting us know what you want us to talk about next. And if you're listening on your favorite podcasting platform, make sure to make us your first listen of the day and leave us a rate and review. Helps the channel out a lot. So let's get right into it here. I think there's not much of a doubt at this point in, in the 2024 draft cycle. James Higgins is the best prospect from the 2025 class, right? He He's been my favorite one by a pretty long shot so far. He's been excellent so far. Like This is a player who, in 15 games with the NTDP against the USHL competition this season has logged eight goals and 27 points. Uh, and he turns, uh, and he is old for the draft class. Like he's a November birthday, which definitely gives him an advantage to some other names that we will be discussing in this episode. But yeah, the production's just the surface because he is incredibly impactful in just about everything he does. Like he is a tremendous playmaker. He is the best play driver in the NTDP already as a D minus one. He is one of the, the more like, overall involved in all three zones players that, that that the NTDP even has this season as well. Like he is overall, he is their star player as a D minus one, which we don't see happen all that often. Right. Yeah. I mean, when you talk about players who are outperforming players older than them in, in the same team, I mean, James Higgins fits the bill perfectly. He's been the raw play driver on, on this uh, NTP team. And um, he's committed to Boston college and his draft plus one. So he's still going to be playing the NTDP next year, which usually for a player of this age, you don't always see. You often see them make the jump early, um, but I think this is good for him because overall, I mean, Higgins has such a high-end uh, playmaking arsenal, but he can also rifle the puck. So having that dual threat uh, ability, but at a high-end level, you know, not just being good in both elements, but actually being great in both, 
is a great thing for his game. And I think that developing further his chemistry with line mates in, in the NTDP next year is going to do wonders for his game. Um, overall, I mean, so pacey, so dynamic, so crafty with the puck, really elusive, really smart in terms of his distribution of the puck. He chooses his moments really well for, you know, kind of pushing up the zone or holding back and reloading above the puck. So just overall, like, there are so many different areas of his game that, that are bound to hit. Um, and he's such a well-rounded offensive toolkit that, you know, th there's not really much doubt in my mind at this point that Higgins is a top player. And he looks like an exceptional player. Like, just watching him on a daily basis with the NTDP, you could just... I mean, no one else comes comes close to his level right now. And all the players he's playing with are, like, well older than him. So it's just... It's pretty outstanding to watch him go about it. Uh, there's another um, there's another uh, NTDP player that we'll get to later on that's actually a defenseman that gives a lot of promise. But before I want to talk about a couple of OHL guys, um, I want to start with Porter Martone because for, for the moment, he's kind of cemented himself in my mind as a kind of second guy behind Hagen's, but there's room for argument there. Martone is a really good, really explosive player. Um, his shot just fires off his stick really, really well. Um, his playmaking ability is really intricate and, and precise, um, and he's just so crafty and creative with the puck. He finds these little pockets of space where he can kind of stick handle through players. Um, I know you're a pretty big fan of Martoni as well. What's What's been your thoughts on him so far? I, I've loved his versatility. He can do anything that he really wants to, and he can pretty much pull it off. He has the frame of a power forward at 6'3". He's listed at 170 right now. Uh, and he's also older in the draft class. He's a, he's a little bit older than James Higgins even. So we're talking about players that are a lot more physically developed, which certainly gives them a leg up in terms of like D minus one rankings. Like we're going to see maybe that, that gap close a little bit once we see like the younger players in the class to be able to catch up a bit more. But for the time being, I, I would agree that, that, Martoni, Mar, that Martoni is like completely in that like two to four range uh like he's certainly in contention for that second overall slot he's been really impressive at u18 tournaments for canada in the ohl he has a level of dynamism and skill and and overall play driving that makes him stand out significantly as a d-minus one already and yeah. while the, the profile is exceptionally diff different another ohler who is a d-minus one is also demonstrating that that level of dynamism and skill and is also a ton of fun and michael misa who was an ex an exceptional status player last season and went at well over uh, a point a game in the ohl as a 15 year old logging what 22 goals and 56 points in 45 games last season with Saginaw and while that production is a little bit lower so far this season I'd expect that to take a little jump uh when you see the chemistry with all the new acquisitions there in Saginaw with Owen Beck and Rodman Dionicho among many others continue to, to form over the next couple of weeks Oh, for sure. I mean, Misa's so well surrounded over there, and it's going to be really interesting to see him go about it this year. And it'll be also interesting to see where he stands in their lineup and what kind of role he's given um, once those guys age out. Um, a lot of them are going to be going to the AHL uh, next year, so I'm interested to see how that develops for him. But moving on to uh, the last player from this kind of bona fide top four, uh, another NTDP, NTDP player here, but this time on defense, it's Logan Hensler. Um, a really strong transition driver. This is a player who loves to join the rush and jumpstart it with good passing and good skating and good puck carrying. Um, constantly trying to go from defense to offense seamlessly, but also defends the rush fairly well. Um, he has a profile of a, of a two-way defenseman, but I'd say the offensive side is a bit more translatable to his game. And overall, I think that in terms of upside, in terms of the quality of player that you're getting here, I, I can't name you a 
a better defenseman overall uh, than him in the past three drafts. Like the last one, I, last one I can point to and go like, okay, he's on his level is Luke Hughes. Like he's been that good. So it's, it's been fairly interesting to see him go about it this year. And I, I can just imagine what he does next year. I think he's, you know, he's got a lot of upside and potential on both sides of the puck. But like I said, the offensive side of the game, the transition game, the skating, the ability to um, use crossovers to get around forwards effortlessly. I think that whole combination of skills can just get uplifted and, and improved as he kind of grows into his frame, adds some muscle, adds some core strength, adds some weight. Um, I think that's just going to get better and better as he ages. I'm really excited about Logan Hensler and, um, depending on how he performs, he can place him behind the two OHL guys in, in Misa and Martoni, or you can place him ahead of them and have a one-two punch from the NTDP at the top of the draft next year. We'll see how that plays out, but that actually is up for our first segment about the top four from the 2025 class. We'll talk about some pretty interesting names in a kind of five to ten range, uh, and we'll get into that right after these messages from two, two of our sponsors over at Indeed and FanDuel. If you're looking to hire uh, top talent for your team, Indeed is the best place to get that started. Indeed is a uh, is a hiring platform that helps you match instead of search uh, for quality candidates for the job that you're posting. Um, it's really good and user friendly, both for employers and employees. Personally, uh, I got my day job uh, with Indeed, and they were a great source for that because there's no hidden information. You know, you, you know exactly what you're getting out of the job. You know exactly the requirements, and uh, there are a bunch of tools that help you um, that help you screen for the right candidates if you're an employer, and make sure that your job offers only go to top candidates and that you get matches quickly uh, for the job that you're offering. Overall, you're leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day uh, through Indeed. They have a matching engine that's constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. So overall, listeners to the show can get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash locked on. Again, that's Indeed.com slash locked on, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Terms and conditions apply, but if you need to hire, you need Indeed. The NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed with any $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. And you can spend on anything ranging from spreads to player props to over and unders and more. Whether you want to bet on your favorite quarterback to throw for a couple of TDs in the next game, or maybe even your favorite team to go all the way and win the Super Bowl, the choice is yours with FanDuel. I know my personal favorite part of the FanDuel app is the live same-game parlays, which make any game extraordinarily more exciting, especially when you're able to attend them live. And I know when I'm going to a live game, I go for a single-game parlay. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and make your first bet the layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, so moving on to some interesting names in the 5 to 10 range of the 2025 NHL draft. I want to start off with a defenseman that we got a really good look at at the World Juniors, and it's Luka Radovojevic. Um, Radovojevic played on the third pair for Slovakia, and as a 16-year-old, had some really interesting results and played some really interesting games uh, for Slovakia. He's a good transition defender, a very fluid skater with strong offensive decisions. 
And overall, I mean, I really liked every shift that I saw out of Radovojevich. There was a lot to love there. Um, he's still clearly raw, and, you know, World Juniors is World Juniors. It's not league play, and he'll definitely need a closer look. But in limited viewings, in the minutes that he got, and especially given the, the, the width of opportunities that Slovakia had to bring 18, 19-year-olds to this tournament instead of Radovojevic. I was really interested to see what he would do, and he's done great so far in, in those limited minutes. But I also want to talk about Roger McQueen because he's not getting enough uh, enough attention. And what a name, by the way. This is the most WHL name I've seen in a while come out of uh, come out of that league. Um, talk me through what you've heard, what you've seen, and what you've liked from Roger McQueen um, out of the WHL. I mean, aside from the awesome name, as you mentioned, he is really, really big. That That is the first <laughs> thing that stands out when you see him on the ice or when you look at his, like, Elite Prospects page. He big. He's six foot five, 190 pounds. Another pretty old player for this draft class. That is certainly uh, the theme with the players that we're highlighting here. It's mainly players that have a couple of months on the rest of the class to, to kind of be able to entrench themselves as high-end prospects earlier on than others, as he's also an October 2nd birthday. So a lot of players really clustered in that September to October range here. But he's a ton of fun. Like He, he is up to a point a game in the WHL as a D-1. He has 18 goals and 43 points in 43 games, and I've been really impressed by the way, by the the way he's been able to really layer his offensive IQ with his physical tools, which are really quite exceptional. He's super strong. He's a ton of fun. He's a great puck protector. He's able to protect possession. I think that if in his draft year he's able to really double down on a possession-oriented approach, he might even see his value jump even further up because I think that this is a player that could really develop into a tremendous possession winger, maybe even possession center, but I've seen more flashes of like projection as a winger in my early viewing so far, but he's certainly been very entertaining and I can see why some people already have him as a pretty early, like top four candidate in this draft class. Absolutely. I mean, you're talking about a six foot five forward who can skate and stick handle at, at a really good pace. Um, it's a really interesting toolkit and we're seeing it with Caden Lindstrom this year. Like that combination works really, really well. And, and is beloved by pretty much every scout I've talked to. So I'm interested to see where he goes. I also want to talk about Matthew Schaefer um, out of the Erie Otters, a good left-handed defenseman um, who, who projects as a really good pick. I mean, overall, you're looking at a two-way guy who can do really good work on, on both sides of the puck because he uses his skating in all scenarios. Um, I watched a game of his recently. I was really impressed with uh, th the vision. Uh, it's definitely not to the level of his skating ability, but it's good enough that he can get around and make plays. Um, and yeah, the defensive game is is highlighted by really good gap control and gap closing. I think that's the main thing that's going to make him such an effective player. Um, so if you're looking for a two-way D, a player that's a bit more well-rounded than, than Logan Hensler, Matthew Schaefer is definitely in that conversation, but there's a gap in quality between the two for sure. Um, and moving on to Caleb Dinoyer, finally a QHL prospect I'm excited to talk about. Uh, Dinoyer is really interesting. I mean, he's a he's a big part of a really good QMJHL team. Um, and uh, at the U17 Challenge is the first time I got a, a look at him. And he was really, really good. Speed, skill, intensity, really really strong on the puck for a player of his size. But really the intelligence is what stands out uh, with Dinoyer over in Moncton. And yeah, I mean, you're looking at a player who, doesn't necessarily have a good defensive impact. I don't think he's ever really going to be a good defensive player. Um, but offensively, he's just lights out. He can do a lot with the puck, which makes him really dangerous and really interesting for a team if they're looking to add a pure offensive player. 
Um, I'm thinking of Montreal, who probably will still be in the kind of eight to ten range of the uh, of the 2025 NHL draft. Hopefully, at least, because I mean, I don't think they're near ready. Um, and I think Caleb Denoyer would be a great option for them to just plug in a Quebecer who can just move the puck, make plays at a high speed, um, and think the game at an elite level. Um, and even though he's not going to give you much offense, I think it's still worth the shot because the the offensive skill is still very very good um and to end things off here for the kind of five to ten range uh cole mckinney another ntdp player um do you have any thoughts on on mckinney overall have you gotten a look at him i mean he's been mainly playing uh with the uh um with the u18 team but you know hasn't played much minutes against ushl competition he's been kind of tough to get a good look at but yeah do you have any thoughts on him He's been rock solid in my viewings. Like he's he's built like a tree trunk. He's 16 years old and he's uh, six foot, 190 pounds. And yeah. the style of play, in my viewings, has also reflected that. Like the production hasn't been through the roof. Like against USHL competition this season in 18 games, he's logged eight points, five goals, uh, which isn't exactly jumping off of the score sheet. But what I have been seeing is a player that is it, it, it takes some pride in playing a really reliable role. I've I've liked the the, the two way flashes. Like certainly there have been some defensive mistakes over the course of the season, but I've I've been overall impressed with the dedication that he's had into like really working on his habits on both sides of the puck. And yeah, he, he's been he's been interesting. It's been I think I've caught like two or three passing viewings of him rather than, than, than viewings where I was like really, really focusing on him. So I'll, yeah. I'll need a closer look to, to, to really be able to give a projection in terms of style and, and, and like what his real strengths are at the core of it. But in terms of, of USHLers uh, or NTDP players, you always see a kind of like defensive and like two way forward that ends up going in the first round due to a really like well, like refined and, and well-rounded toolkit. And I could easily see Cole McKinney being that player in 2025. For sure. And we also have uh, Malcolm Spence. So I've really liked in my viewings um, over in Erie, uh, really kind of intense player. He, he pushes a pace a lot. Um, he's constantly kind of pedal to the metal, working hard on the four check, making plays offensively. But, you know, I don't think he has necessarily the offensive touch of the other two. I think he has the most translatable game of, of the, the bunch that we mentioned, except for maybe Roger McQueen. Um, he, he's really up there in terms of his ability to make plays defensively as well. Um, I think he's really responsible, really reliable on top of having one of the best motors in the draft. So I think that he's a player that, will up his stock as the draft year goes on and might end up as a top 10 player. He's definitely not there yet, um, but has the qualities in order to kind of overcome his, his lack of uh, his lack of pure offensive skill, but just being a hard worker on every shift and teams love these kinds of guys and they often don't last long on draft day. So I'm excited to see where he goes as well, but that wraps up our second segment about the kind of five to 10 range of the 2025 NHL drafts. And we'll talk about some Swedes because there are a lot of good ones. Uh, we'll get into that right after these messages from our sponsors over at eBay motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and far more, whether you're to speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, which is available to U.S. customers only, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. 
With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Alrighty, so let's move on to some Swedes. We talked about the top, the bona fide top four in this class that have separated themselves from the rest of the group. We talked about some kind of five to ten range players, um, but there are also a lot of really interesting Swedish players in this draft, which is a great change of pace from this year. Where I mean, we have a couple decent defensemen, but nothing really overwhelming on the Swedish side. Whereas in the twenty twenty five class, there are a couple really interesting names. I think we can start with Philip Ekberg um, out of Almtuna in the Hockey Allsvenskan. Um, he's been playing most of his hockey at the junior twenty level, and through eleven games this year, no points in this in the second division of Swedish pro hockey. Um, but in the J twenties, he's at a point per game already uh, as a sixteen year old, and he he's pretty young for the class as well. He's an April birthday. Um, last year. He played one Alsvenskan game and scored a hat trick as a 15 year old. Um, and <laughs> that's just ridiculous. I mean, there's that was, I remember watching that game and just being like, oh, okay. Um, I mean, you obviously got some some Ryan Paling vibes out of that, where like a young player joins a joins a team for the first time and scores a hat trick on his first game and then just kind of tapers off. You're kind of worried, but there's a decent level of skill here with Eckberg, right? There really is. I, I remember watching the same game last season because I was making the rounds in the scouting sphere, and uh, it was a very fun game to watch. He played like eight minutes and scored three goals, and they're all pretty pretty as well. So yeah, uh, it, was, it was definitely a fun performance. But Ekberg's quite interesting. Like, like this is a player who has been producing at a really high level on a really consistent basis. Like he's been playing uh, most of his games uh, at the J20 uh, national level in Sweden, which is the highest u20 level that, that there is in terms of play and yeah. in 25 games he has 26 points as a uh 16 year old who is 5'9 and 163 this is an undersized 16 year old player who's putting up some really impressive production as a like in the j20 league and he's even gotten into 11 more elsvenskan games uh and while we don't necessarily have to look at the time on ice in all those games because they all range between one and six minutes, yeah. uh, and 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 his zero points through eleven games are are therefore quite understandable because he just yeah. isn't getting many reps. The fact that he is being trusted enough at at sixteen as an undersized winger to be playing like consistent, he's dressing for consistent games at the Allsvenskan level. That on its own is already very impressive, and when you add in the level of skill that he's able to portray against not even his own age group, but like the U20 age group, yeah. this is a fascinating player and and one that I think is likely to headline the Swedish class, but he's not the only interesting one here either, is he? Yeah, absolutely not. I mean, there's a bunch of really interesting names in here. Um, I think we can go to Anton Frondel, who's been really interesting as well um, in, in Sweden right now. I mean, the point totals are interesting. He's a player who... I mean, you've probably watched a bit more than I have, but like everything I've heard out of Anton Frondel has just been really, really good. Um, talk me through kind of your your take on him because all I've been hearing is just really smart, really skilled, um, really creative with the puck. But in terms of details, like what have you seen from him? I mean, before I go into the details, I just want to set up why this is such an impressive prospect. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this, just like Ekberg, he's also been playing J20 level hockey this season for most mm -hmm. of the year. Uh, he's played a couple of all-sensing games recently, but through 25 J20 games, he has 17 goals and 37 points, which is obscene. <laughs> and he's even he's even younger than Ekberg. He's a month younger than Ekberg, but he's built 
a like he's really built. He's six foot one seventy nine already, so he's a far yeah. more project easily projectable player right now than Ekberg is. So where Ekberg probably has a bit more flair in his game, uh, Frondel has a level of power and determination and drive to the middle of the ice that that you don't see in Ekberg at all. And it yeah. also means that his projection is a, a is more open as a center project projection, whereas Ekberg is a very very easy winger and, and quite quite solid in, in that facet. But with Frondel, you're also seeing a level of trust at the Allsvenskan level, where yes, he has zero points in six games, but mm -hmm. he's played his last two games happen at the Allsvenskan level, and in two of his last three Allsvenskan games, he's logged sixteen and a half minutes a night. So he's getting a lot more trust than Ekberg is, which is certainly. Like understandable considering that his production is even better at the J20 level and he's significantly bigger and he's more versatile positionally in terms of being able to play down the middle but he's a ton of fun uh, I'm kind of curious to see how how his projection continues to age now over the next couple of months because the level of hype I've been hearing about him uh, here in January has not been too dissimilar to the level of hype that I was hearing about Leo Carlson in January when he was a D minus one, where he was starting to get into some SHL games. So Frondel's yeah. a fascinating player and uh, the, the future is certainly bright with it for Sweden. So I, I think they have a lot to be excited for. Absolutely. And uh, another player that was mentioned um, uh, that, that I've heard a lot about in terms of uh, the, the Swedish group here is Victor Klingsell. Uh, Klingsell has been pretty interesting. I mean, the point totals aren't really too impressive. He's got three points in 12 games in the J20, um, 11 points in six in the J18. Uh, but I was really impressed with what I saw from him at the at the U17 challenge. I mean, he's, he was a yeah. point per game and played really, really well. Um He's a player who is a really good stick handler. He can he's really patient with the puck as well. Um, I think really the stick handling is what stands out the most because the the playmaking and the shot I, I don't think are at the level that they could be. Um, but we're talking about sixteen year olds here. It's just a matter of time before that develops further. Um, another player that is really interesting and actually a dual citizenship Swede uh, and Australian player somehow is Jakob Isvozniak, um, who plays right now with uh, Lulio in the uh, J20. He's at 38 points in 29 games in the J20. He's been doing really, really well. Um, he's a player who's almost definitely going to be kind of in the top 20 range unless something changes. He's been really interesting. And another player who had a really good uh, U17 challenge for Sweden. Um, overall, I was fairly impressed with the, the way that he played. Really more of a playmaker, but he's able to rifle the puck pretty well. So um, I, I like the dual threat ability, and and um, the defensive game is kind of hit or miss or flashes, but I think it could develop into something special for East Wozniak. Uh, last player I want to mention um, is Sasha Bumajan, who is the son of um, NHLer Josef Bumajan, and um, he's a left-handed defenseman who's playing right now with the Youngstown Phantoms in the USHL. Very, very rare that we see Swedes over in the USHL system, uh, but he's been really good. I mean, he's got 18 points in 27 games so far as a 17-year-old playing the USHL. That's not bad at all uh, from the blue line. Um, he's a bit of an offensive producer. He's pretty good in terms of his ability to create off the rush. Um, he's a really good puck mover and loves to skate the puck up the ice. Um, obviously, I mean, Left-handed defenseman from Sweden. They're all like excellent skaters. I don't know what's going on on that side, but yeah, it's the rule. Fantastic. It's the rule. Yeah, exactly. with Swedish defensemen, they have to be mobile, otherwise they don't get playing time at any exactly. level. Exactly. It's it's like they spend six months a year just like on skates the whole time. Like it's ridiculous how good skaters they are. But yeah, Bumajan is no exception. Um, really, really strong and quick feet. Uh, his ability to move laterally is really good as well. 
just a really solid defenseman. And having watched a, a decent amount of of, um, of USHL hockey, I've watched him in passing, and I was immediately like, "Who is this kid? He looks like he looks like he's he, he plays like a twenty year old." And then you go and check his his, hockey, his elite prospects page, and you're just like, "He's sixteen? Like what's going on here?" Uh, but yeah, he's seventeen now. He's, and I'm a big fan of his game. Like he, he I think he's going to be a pretty interesting player. But that wraps things up for today's show. Thank you very much for tuning in. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like and subscribe. Leave us a comment letting us know what you want us to talk about next. And make sure to make us your first listen of the day for listening on your favorite podcasting platform. Uh, for your second listen of the day, make sure to check out Lockdown Sports today. There's all your news and updates about what's going on around sports. And make sure to tune in for our next show as we continue our prospects coverage. This has been Hattie Kalakesh with Sebastian High, and we hope you tune in next time.